Hey ho. Let's go. to Blood Chuggers. Hello! Your horror podcast. The only one that exists ever in the world. <laughs> the only and the best? Yes. Forget all the rest. Forget all the rest. <laughs> Carlos, what else do we do in the beginning? Well, <laughs> you introduce me, oh, yeah. and that's Mandy speaking. And that is Carlos speaking. And uh, We're your hosts. We're your hosts with the most. My dog is a ghost. <laughs> Put her on a roast. Mandy has the spoiledest dogs. They don't listen to her. No. They only listen to the boss. I'm not evil enough. <laughs> you just don't have enough force. Try and lower my voice. I just have a squeaky voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How was your day today? It was great. I had a good day. What did you do? I did everything. Have you not been keeping up with my Instagram stories, girl? All I saw was comics, and then I nope. just skipped over oh. those. <laughs> I went downtown. I went on the river walk. To do what? Walk around. Look at you. Look to at exercise me. or just to Yeah, because I, I was going to go this morning, but um, it got kind of drizzly, so I was uh, like, Ugh. It was so humid. Yeah. Still uh, yeah, so then I was like, all right, well, I'm at Halcyon. I, I read a bunch of comics, as you saw. And so I went uh, from Halcyon Blue Star till about the the dam, I guess, where mm-hmm. all the yeah, so. yeah, cool, yeah, it was good. And then I went to see a movie at Draft House. Which one? Uh, Slut in a good way. Oh, is it good? It's very good. Okay. It's one of, maybe one of my favorite movies wow. of the year. Curious about it. It's it's, very, it's shot in black and white. It's beautiful. Okay. Like the the white is like a little bit overexposed, so all the like bright lights have a haze to it. It's mm. great. I loved it. I was I was enjoying myself. Cool. And you drink? Uh, yes. How many? Uh, so I I got there like an hour and a half early, so I can sit at the bar and drink and read my book. Mm-hmm. That's my like routine now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So yeah, so I had two um, Maker's Marks on the rocks. And then I had two beers when I was watching the movie. I was only going to have one, but I was having such a great time. I was like, I need another one. I always know when you've already drank when you got when you get here. Why? Because your face. I'm like, half year? No, you're like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> what? No, but I was in a good mood today. Because you, you know that I can tell when you've had a few what? drinks. <laughs> you're not my mom, Mandy. I basically am. <laughs> nope. Um, How's your day? Um... Well, yesterday it was good because I had a very productive day. I also went to work out. I went to the gym, oh. finally. It's been forever. So, I saved Conan for the gym. The oh, podcast. the Patton old one? Yeah, yes, that I was, was like... Very good episode. It made the time go by so fast. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to stay... Working out? Working out yeah. because I was listening to it. So, that was nice. Um, and today was okay. It was just today just today mm-hmm. and I immediately came home to drink because people are on my nerves you know I get it <laughs> I get it but um, we're here now and we're gonna watch my pick this week 
And tell uh, us a bit about it. This is called The Exorcism of Emily Rose. This came out in 2005. I want to say I've seen it. Probably even here. You possibly have. I possibly have. I'm pretty... I mean... uh, I feel like you were, like, really into it when it came out. 2005? I think it was a long-ass time ago. But I feel like I've seen it. 2005. That's crazy. (laughs) What year are we in? (laughs) 2019. We're gonna die soon. I feel like... It's not that old of a movie, you know what I mean? No, that's... Yeah, anything after 2000 feels like, oh, it was just a couple years just ago. <laughs> yeah, and then you're just like, holy shit, it's been 15 years. That's nuts. Well, like, the t- anything from, like, 2006 is, like... I guess before before the iPhone and after the iPhone is a weird demarcation yeah. mark. But I liked this when it came out. I just think it's a super, super interesting story. Um, do you remember liking it or just like whatever about it? I don't remember anything. I just remember the name and that's about it. Did you listen to, since this is based on a true story, did you listen to the podcast about it? Like people talking about it? I think so. From whom? No. What podcast? Um, there was one in particular, I think that you recommended to me. Was it Faculty of Horror? Oh, Astonishing Tales? Yes. Astonishing Legends. Yeah. So... Because of that, I know a lot of the backstory okay, now. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So I'm, um... They did La Llorona or something, like, recently. Oh, really? Maybe I'll get back and do it. I just have been doing comedy lately, because <laughs> the weight of the world is... It's on my shoulders, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Any hoodles? Um, do you want to start watching the movie? Yeah, let's go. All right. <laughs> so, we will be back right after this break. Well, after two breaks. Oh, yes. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you in part by Mango Smash IPA, Single Malt, and Six Hop Indian Pale Ale. It's got a gorilla with some mangoes. <laughs> so you know it's good. It is 6.9 alcohol by volume. So, I'll see y'all later. Sweet bitch. And also brought to you by Laneway 2017 Chardonnay. Bought by my partner here in crime, Carlito's Way. And um, it's 12.5% alcohol. So, I'm going to get toasty, ho. See you on the flip side, motherfucker. Welcome back to another episode of Dog Show. <laughs> Welcome back to Carlos had too many drinks. No, I am perfect. <laughs> I am. We'll see how we go. Let's see. I'll tell you at the end of the show. <laughs> Please do. Welcome, got guys. Welcome, get guys. <laughs> we just watched the movie. Carlos first feeling. It's pretty good. Um, it's more... What's the word I'm looking for? Lawyeristic? Like a CSI? <laughs> a law and order? Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it's a little bit more based in reality than I was expecting. Yeah. You Did you feel like it wasn't a horror movie? Sometimes. Most of the time, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. I, that doesn't mean I didn't like it, though. Yeah. But it was very factual-based. Like, it was like, here's the proof. Like, I felt like the movie... I felt like the movie was trying to, like, prove itself to me. Like, yeah. here are the facts. This is what happened. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing, necessarily. Yeah. For sure. Synopsis. I'm going to try and give a brief, very brief one. Okay? Yeah. Emily Rose is, goes off to college, starts experiencing starts experiencing things happening to her body, takes it that she's getting possessed, goes back home, they start exercising her, things go awry, she dies... And now we're in the trial of figuring out if she was really possessed or if this was a medical condition. Bam, bitch! How was that? (laughs) Pretty good. Thank you. (laughs) All right, guys. I want to go into a little bit of the backstory on this because this is based on a true story. Let's go. As I said before. The weird thing about this movie is they don't tell us when this is taking place, like what year it is. So we don't know if it's supposed to take place as in the 70s when the actual case took place or if it's taking place in the current time, which was 2005. I don't know. They don't specify. We are kind of guessing what their clothes looked kind of older. Maybe it was trying to take place in the 70s. What do you think? Yeah, I I think it's the seven. I think the trial. Do you think the trial looked seventies though? Yeah, kind of. I think they're trying to be seventies without calling attention to it. Okay. In a way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Let me tell you a little bit about the backstory of who this takes off. Who? What the story takes after? This is based on the true story of Annalise Michel, born in West Germany in. Um, she was born in West Germany in 1952, but in 1970, um, is when she starts, um, having, uh, episodes like seizures and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, they do give her drugs, um, which then gave her an increase in, an increase in suicidal thoughts, depression. Um, she starts hallucinating and whatnot. Um, then she started, uh, complaining about hallucinations while she was praying, Mm -hmm. and then she just kind of assumed she was getting possessed, you know? Yeah. So, the one thing that I wanted to say, talk about was that, um, she gets possessed, or she thinks she's, she starts getting sick in 1970. She actually dies, um, in 1976. So this is exactly six years of hell hmm. for her, okay. of being sick, of thinking she's possessed, of going through, um, she goes through 67 exorcisms Yikes. in, uh, for 10 months, 67 in 10 months. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. And one thing I remember from that podcast I was listening to, Astonish- Astonishing Leg- Legends, mm-hmm. is that her knees were so fucked up because she was constantly throwing herself on her knees and praying. Okay. 
but like kind of like I think they I believe they said maybe that the priest was forcing her to get on her knees constantly okay. mm-hmm. and this caused a lot of I don't know if her knees were broken but her body was fucked up I mean okay. she only weighed um she only weighed 68 pounds when she was found dead and yeah her both her knees were broken and she was suffering from pneumonia so, she endured a lot, but she also believed that she really was possessed. Yeah. And that's the backstory. So, it kind of, I feel like this movie isn't as extreme in that, like, they don't, they could have gone that extreme, but they didn't. Like, they almost held back on the real story. I feel like this movie is more of a law movie. A law movie? Yeah. Like yeah. a courtroom Drama. It is, yeah, yeah. But I just feel like it would have been almost a more. It would have been a good movie, like to see the because re- real life is a, more scary than movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know. I feel like they could have went even further with the with the story. Yeah, I. But then you get into like weird outside frames of like quote-unquote actual happenings. What do you mean? So, like, I think that they could have, like, presented the case. Like, this movie is, like, more of a presentation of these are the facts, this is what happened, and the movie is kind of going along with that. Okay. Like, it's not like... Like, this movie is not asking you to believe in supernatural stuff. Okay. It's it's more asking you to believe in what the priest believes, which is a different thing than like asking you to like full like full Monty like any kind of like demon possession or whatever. Like he's like, look, I don't know if this is real. I don't know what went on, but in this situation, this is what happened. Like he's not asking you to like believe in devil and Satan and all that. He's just asking you to, like, this is what happened during this situation. Okay. It's very kind of cold cut in a way. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I just think that it would have been a better movie <laughs> if they would have went further into detail about what really happened. Okay. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. But, moving on. Actors. Do you want to go top build, or do you want to talk about... Um, so, I... number one, Lauren Linney, who I loved. Laura Linney? Yeah. You said Lauren. Did I say Lauren? Uh, Laura Linney. I thought I said Lauren. Said Laura. Lauren. I think it might be my slur, so I apologize. <laughs> um, okay. Laura Linney, who yes. I first knew from The Truman Show. Mm. Very good in that movie. I love her. I do, too. I always like her in whatever mm-hmm. she's in, usually. She's in a bunch of stuff, and I, I always enjoy her. This is a good role for her. Yeah, she plays a lawyer well. Yes, very... Just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, next, we got... Tom Wilkinson as Father... Moore. Richard Moore. And do you know him? I do, from... <laughs> 
Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless uh, Mind, okay. and a few other things. I, I know he looks very familiar. I just yeah, he's he's in a lot of stuff. Okay. And we liked his acting in here. I did. I uh, he did, I did yeah, I, I think he did pretty good. Um, he he has a a good like spirit about him, like to where you feel like he's innocent. Like he felt like like you, he was. You believe him well in the role? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't think he, he's up to shenanigans? Right. Then we got uh. Sorry. Campbell Scott, who plays Ethan Thomas. Mm-hmm. Who, I don't even know. Who is he? The, is he the boyfriend? Is he no. the, the prosecutor friend? Is he the prosecutor? Well, or the defendant friend? Campbell Scott plays Lauren Lenny's um, lawyer partner guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we got, and he's, he's great, he's fine. <laughs> then we got our number one in this movie, Emily Rose herself, Jennifer Carpenter, who you might know as... Deb from Dexter, which I never really watched. Sorry, guys. No, that was before your time. That was we used to watch it. I know, all the time. I know. I was forced to watch the first season, and I did like it. It's you know what? It's fine. Uh, I just never kept up with. There's it. a lot of devotees, and honestly, like towards the fourth season, it got kind of old. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, like uh, it, kept, it was like repeating itself. Yeah, a little bit. And it was just like, well, everyone knows. He, it's like either everyone knows he's a serial killer or they don't. Uh, but I do hear the season five John Lithgow episode as his dad is a very good season. Okay. So uh, yeah, I hadn't watched that one, but otherwise, I do think that that is a good show. Well, Jennifer Carpenter. I would like to point out that I did hear or read or whenever this movie was made mm-hmm. that she did all her own contortions oh. in this movie. Mm-hmm. So it's all her There's acting. There's some creepy stuff there. And she really did well with making herself look like motherfucking creep. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, how did you how did you like her performance? I like to find my main biggest complaint was she was supposed to be 19 when she's kind of obviously 25. <laughs> but that's a very small complaint. Come on. Come on. Uh, yeah. No. Well, I, movies don't do that. Okay. Then we got Colm Fiorne. However mm. you say it. Fiore? Fiore. I don't know who he is. Um, he plays uh, Laura Lenny, Aaron Bruner's boss. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a dick. But whatever. Mm. He's fine. Um, Jason, played by Joshua Close, is her boyfriend or guy friend that she meets in college and helps her go through this ordeal. Um, and is there anybody else you really want to bring up in this movie? Not really. I don't have anyone Yeah, big. I mean, most, uh, there's a lot of people, but, like, they're not, like, big parts of the story. Nope. So, we'll end it there. Moving on! Moving on! The Monster Mash. The Monster Mash! <laughs> Way too excited. Alright, what is your main monster? The devil? Is it the motherfucking devil? It's the motherfucking devil. I think we can mesh with Dance with the Devil. Yeah, this. I think so too. XXX X, X gonna give it to you. Mesh it. Mesh it. We're gonna combine Monster Mash and Dance with the Devil because... <laughs> He is our monster, if you will. Yeah. He is the one, I guess, that is possessing her. Sure. He's one, two, three, four, five, six. 
That happens a lot. Yes, it does. Let me tell you. He's the guy. I have in my notes. Dance with the devil. Possession, comma, duh. <laughs> Three exclamation points. Um, he's kind of a douche. <laughs> if we're talking about the religious side, the devil is our main monster. Yes. But if we're talking about the scientific side, Gambutrol is brought up a ton as the other monster in this. Big Pharma is the monster. <laughs> exactly. Don't trust Big Pharma, guys. Look, I've told you, me and my boy Alex Jones have said things about things that are way outlandish, and you should believe them. And let me tell you, those things are things. And those things are backed up by other things. Things are things. Things are things. Let me get angry and yell at you, and then you'll believe my things. But, yeah, I mean, basically that's what the scientific side is saying, is that Gambitrol kind of made her sicker, and made her hallucinate more, and made her more suicidal. I have a question. Did they say that, though? Yeah. Because... Would any pharmaceutical company come out and say that their drug made any of their customers, like, no, homicidal, suicidal? they aren't saying it, but the doctors are saying, or are saying as a side effect of it. Sure, but, but I would believe that if a pharmaceutical company... But if this is done in the 70s, are they going to say that? Now we have to have all our... Side effects may occur. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? This is if this was really taking place in the seventies, we didn't have all that. No, we just went by what the doctor told us. Okay, the end. We weren't even Fine. alive. Sure. Okay. When were you born? In the eighties, exactly. Mm. We weren't alive. Things were different. It was a different time. Even though we don't know when this movie is supposed to be, and <laughs> this movie isn't a time limbo. <laughs> but people really put all their trust in the doctor. Yeah. And they said, take this medicine, mm-hmm. and you took the fucking medicine. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I want to say, those are our two main monsters, the devil and Gambutrol. Gambutrol. Is there anything you want to say about the devil? Uh, <laughs> is he a cool no, guy? he doesn't seem cool in this one. <laughs> like, I feel like in other movies he seemed more cool, but not in this one. He's in like kind of a dick in this one. Kind of a douche. Um, but yeah, I have straight up Lucifer. Hashtag straight up Lucifer. He's straight up Lucy. Why did I put Jesus was dead? Oh, one. <laughs> going along with the dances with the devil. Mm-hmm. At 3 a.m. 3 a.m. We are told that 3 a.m. is the witching hour. Which is also when Jesus was dead. Well, killed. It's an invert of that. Right. Because he was crucified at 3 p.m., supposedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm saying, as far as this movie says, that, sure. that, and, but, but this is not just in this movie, this is something that I've always heard, that if you wake up between 2 and 3 a.m., it's the witching hour, and that's why people always wake up during that time. Because somebody's staring at you. Sounds believable some, to some me. Some evil thing is looking at you. Sure. Like, wake up, ho. Why not? <laughs> That's what's happening. I do always wake up in the middle of the <laughs> But anyway, alright, let's move on. Time! 
of the week. You know what? Hmm. I don't have a big one. Do you? Uh, I have a big one. Oh, a big one? Ladies know that already. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> uh, what's That's your, true. What's your scare of the week? Uh, I don't know. I have a few things written down. They're not really scary, but I wrote them down in preparation for this. Okay. Week. Pencil holder. Moving. And sheets. Coming off of her body. Yeah. So she's laying in bed and she sees a, a container with her pencils sliding off the desk mm-hmm. and fall. Yeah, yeah. And then her blankets get pulled off of her. Yeah. So I guess that scared you? <laughs> it didn't scare me, but like I was trying to like write down the creepiest thing. Yeah, that's, that's creepy. I mean, yeah. if it happened to you, you'd be creeped out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, and then Emily just crooked on her dorm room floor. Uh, that's going to be my main one. Yeah, just real, like, pretzel lady. But I think more scary is that the boyfriend is with her in bed and yeah. then wakes up to his girlfriend on the floor contorted. Yeah. I think that's more scary. Yeah. Like, like look, if her head, if her feet aren't behind her head, <laughs> then it's scary, obviously. <laughs> Like any of, like if her feet are, then you're like, oh, okay, cool. You're stupid. <laughs> I'm just saying, it, Sorry. think of you sleeping with whatever your part, whoever your partner mm-hmm. is, and then waking up, they're not in bed, and you look on the floor, and they're contorted, looking at you like fucking scary looking. Um, what else is your scare of the week? That's about it. That's about like, it. Like, I don't have. Like, one of the other creepiest parts is when he, she's getting exercised and she does start calling out all the names and it's like, it does sound like several voices coming out of her. And then she eventually says she's Lucifer. Mm. And that's, I think that's pretty creepy. That's pretty creepy. What about when she eats a spider? I don't think I saw that or I missed it. You missed it, but Maybe. it's gross. That's pretty creepy. <laughs> But okay, yeah, I'm. It's not a super scary movie. It's almost more scientific. It's more legal. Like yeah. it's not even like scientific to me. It's like a legal movie. This movie yeah. is all about like facts and what happened, and like yeah. it's not. But this is a horror movie. Sure, if you say so. <laughs> it was sold as a horror movie. It was, and it was scary when I first saw it. I think I'm just so desensitized now that I don't get scared. Were you ever scared during this movie? Yes, when I first saw it. What part of the movie scared you? I think it was mostly the actual exorcisms and her contortions and her... um, Just the way she looked, I think, almost. So the last, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's move on to Blood and Gore. Blood and gore. Oh, we talking about some blood and gore? Blood and gore. Blood and gore. Do we have any? Yes and no. I feel like there's not much. I will tell you why. Why? I didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> your fart sound. A uh, photo of day of the day that Emily died. Yes. That they present to the, the to, to the to the jurors. Yes. It's it's a it's a picture of her when she died and it's kind of like it's a black and white picture but like you can tell she's like bloody and crusted and yeah. and just very dead. Yes. 
Heavy breath on classroom class. Heavy breath on classroom class. Um, in the window, right? Yeah. Why did that... What, was it a demon outside the window? Clara's Emily. Oh, no, no, no. She was, like, in class, and then, like, this demon or whatever yeah. was breathing heavily on the, on the window. Yeah. And then she turns and sees her classmate with... Black, black that's my next guy with black eyes goo and then she's walking around keeps yep. seeing these like demon like creatures then she bolts goes outside and then she sees my other note guy in car who has the same like affliction right so she keeps seeing these like like she feels like everybody around her is yeah. possessed or, or a demon yes and then she starts running away which and is then... also very devil's advocate by the way yeah uh, and but this is where my in my notes I say Suspiria homage. For what what exact part were you? T- it, it's it's the parts about? where the trees are lit lit up by like orange lights. Mm-hmm. So like in Suspiria they're lit up as well. I forgot what color lights, but they're mm-hmm. just like boom, like shocks of color, mm-hmm. and it's just like so Suspiria to me. Like I I, I I said to you rip off, but I don't, I mean like Oma like it's it's a call to a call. I, I'm I'm not like dissing them. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> I wanted to talk about how when he when the priest Father Moore mm-hmm. starts seeing that demo- demonic entity mm-hmm. and he wakes up and he sees like the ooze or blood coming down from like the stained glass um so that's some i'm guessing it's supposed to be blood yeah it's dark but i assume you have a real kind of problem with like black gunk and you're just like it's black and white or it's black so it's not blood because it could be anything (laughs) But, like, your your mind isn't open to the fact that it could be blood. I mean, I'm open to the fact that it could be blood. But you're not willing to accept it right away. No. No, never. We saw this in, in, in Eraserhead. <laughs> we see it now. I get it. Okay. I'm just saying, it wasn't red. It wasn't blood. It could have been blood. Blood has to be red for you. Not has to be, but like. What are the other blood acceptable colors for you? Dark maroon. <laughs> oh, like maroon five. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just see. Can I, it be green? It can be whatever you want. That's ooze. <laughs> green is ooze, but it's not blood. No. Okay. Look, we see gunk. I'm gonna assume blood. I'm assuming it's gunk. Blood. I'm assuming it's blood. But she's calling it gunk. Oozing from stained glass, churchy kind of windows. So, I assume it's blood because that's what the devil likes to do, right? Throw out blood. Make Virgin Mary cry blood. Manny's just been throwing blood at me for the last, like, minute or two. You know what I'm talking about. That's blood, motherfucker, blood. Anyway, um, what do you give this on a scale of one to five on the on our blood scale? Three and a half. It's actually higher than I thought. Yeah. I... Because I don't see a lot of gore. I'm going to give it a two and This a half. isn't a gory movie. There's creepy, disturbing sure, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like, ugh, sick out, 
gross gore, no. No. No! I'm going to give it a two and a half. Okay. And you're going to give it a solid three? Well, no, yeah, I'll give it a three. Okay. It, it's fine. Like, there's some stuff that's creepy. Like, nothing to write home about, but it's pretty decent. I feel like, right? I mean, it's fine. Let's get our voices higher. All right. Well, let's move on to sex. Oh, wait. Should we just skip over it since there is none? There's no sex. Let's skip over it. Okay. Zero sex. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Sorry you. It's the 70s and they're super religious, so <laughs> there's no bone zone here. Nope. Zero. Blah. general discussion. Um, we start out with Father Moore being arrested. Okay. He is arrested because... Of all the wonderful things he does. <laughs> ba, ba, da, da, da. Because Emily Rose is dead. She's dead. She's dead. <laughs> and they are blaming Father Rose for her death. Yes. Basically we saying, you know what? You could have done something. You could have got her more medical help and you didn't. So this is your fault. Yep. Lots of intense looks. Mm-hmm. The archdiocese requested that Laura Lenny, Aaron, um, take the case. Wait, did they request that? Yeah. I don't think... Yeah, it says... I, I wrote it down because it says they requested her... I have in my notes that Laura Lenny doesn't want the case. She didn't want the case. They requested her, but she didn't want to take it, but they said... They trusted that she wouldn't put him on the stand. Okay. Because she didn't put the other guy on the stand. Interesting. Okay. So they didn't want him on the stand because they didn't want to make themselves look crazy with the whole exorcism thing. Gotcha. 100%. Um, she's also an agnostic. Side note. Mm-hmm. That'll be important. <laughs> um, she decides to go ahead and take the case because she wants to make partner with her boss or whatever. With the firm. Yeah. She wants to be she wants her name on the firm titles. Yes. Right. So then Um, I do have in my mm-hmm. notes that the bar scenes in this movie make me very thirsty. <laughs> okay. But those martinis did look very delicious. She goes to Emily's mother's house or to her house to talk to the family. Mm-hmm. Carlos points out that it is poor poor acting. <laughs> She's overacting as a poor lady. So, it's almost very, like, please. Melodramatic. Please, Papa, can I have some yeah, Like, it's the, <laughs> it's the worst poor acting I've seen in a while. Oh, my Emily Rose. <laughs> Emily Rose is, is my daughter. <sighs> oh, you lawyer, you must be so embarrassed to be in this dirty house of yeah. mine. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. It was, it, it was kind of the worst. It was overacting. But, um, but like I said, I don't know what era this is even supposed to take place. I am assuming the 70s. Okay. I think it's the 70s. I don't you know, know how I know it's the 70s? Because a random cat comes out and meows, and that's the only time that's ever been was scary. Was it a meow? Was it a... It, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a hiss. Yeah, it, it's like a... It's a bad girl hiss. It's a... <laughs> Um, it's just a weird... And that is the worst. I couldn't, I couldn't tell. But anyway. Nope. Um. Then we get to meet the churchy uh, prosecutor. 
With a mustache? The churchy prosecutor. The people's Church. lawyer. The people's lawyer, yes. And he is a dillweed. Yes. He's a douchebag. He is somebody that I hate. <laughs> yes, because he's against us. Then we learn that Aaron's walk stops at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. So, right... The, the right, devil's hour. Right in the beginning, we start seeing 3 a.m. as a continuous theme, theme throughout the yeah. movie, which is a great drinking game, and we'll come back to that later. So then we start getting into um, the but, story yeah. of Emily Rose. The exorcism is portrayed as bad. Yes. Um, then we learn that Emily wrote to some neighbor or some old lady mm-hmm. about boys. Yes. So she had like a friend, like a babysitter older lady that would babysit them. And she has a close relationship with this lady. Would mail her like, I'm doing good in college and I'm with this boy and blah, blah, blah. Which, and the mom was super religious and was against dancing and boys. <laughs> She's in a whole footloose situation. She's totes footloose. She's like, no Kevin Bacon for nope. you, girl. Mm-mm. No slices of bacon. <laughs> so, no. no, girl. So this lady had more information than her own family had. So in my notes I have, who writes an old lady letters about boys? A very sheltered person who has no friends. But don't... Uh, okay. <laughs> don't try to make it sad. I'm just, it is sad. No, I get it. Yeah, it, it is very sad. Yeah, That's yeah. That's what happens to these sheltered people. Yeah, it's real sad, huh? Mm. Yeah. Oh, just live life, man. <laughs> live, laugh, love. <laughs> Do you know how many times I've seen that on OkCupid? Live, are you laugh. Are you, are you still on there? Uh, no, I, I haven't have logged. Have Tinder yet? Uh, probably, yeah. Okay, Emily Rose. Uh-huh. <laughs> she starts having seizures and... and they say that she has epilepsy. She um, is prescribed the medicine Gambitrol. Mm. She starts taking it. But then she stops because her priest, Mr. Moore, tells her to stop taking it. Why does he tell her to stop taking it? Do they say, like... Well, he believes it's a spiritual, like, overtaking of her body, soul, whatever. Well, I know that, but, like, he said, like, I wouldn't get in the way of doctors later. But so, does he think that it's making her sicker? You know how, like, sometimes, like, people who have seizures, they get prescribed medicine that's supposed to get rid of the seizures, but it increases the seizures? Mm-hmm. Is I'm wondering, was it that kind of thing? Like, was it just making her, it was making her sicker? Maybe. Right? Or something? I'm assuming. That's, that's a possibility. It's like when you have depression and then you get prescribed antidepressants and then it's like may cause suicidal attempts. It's like, um, bro, was this is the point of this was to get me off of the suicidal attempts. So it's kind of like really weird. Yeah. Why does that happen? Well. Why can't they like figure out that little. Because brain chemicals are fucking insane. <laughs> I know. Like, but then why prescribe these things that are going to increase your chances of well, doing the thing that you're trying to get rid of? No, but for, for the, 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 the majority the, of people the way it works. that it works is a lot of people get do get help by it, and I, I will be one of the people that says like it kind of okay. helped, and but also I get the other part of like might cause suicidal thoughts and. You know, like, if you're in a certain point, or if you have a certain kind of brain chemistry, it will do that. Enhance it? Sure, yeah. Like, 
But then why prescribe it at all is what I'm asking. They're because trying... for some people, it won't have that side effect. Well, I think it's a over-under kind of a thing. Like, for most people, it will help them, but there's a, there a is... A percentage. Yeah, there's a percent, and they have to, like, as, as ethical medical beings, they have to be like, well, there is the side effects of this. Like, that's why most people take fucking risks on all those kind of medicines. They have to try out. Yeah. the best for them. Like, you don't know your exact brain chemistry. Like, you know, for yeah. for me, it could help, but for you, it could, like... Be like, well, bye. Yeah. So Laura Linney, um, Aaron, um, is arguing that she wasn't sick and that she didn't have epilepsy. That maybe she just had straight up psychosis because there's no like concrete evidence that she did have the epilepsy. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Like. There, it's always a guessing game, I guess. And in a lot of medical cases, it is a guessing game. You have to try out different medicines, see what works for you, blah, blah, blah. 100%. And, um, sometimes they know simple things like me, high blood pressure, got to take medicine. That's it. Yeah. But with, like, brain stuff, I guess, yeah, it is super complicated. So she thinks that she should have never been on this Gambutrol medicine. Um, Gambutrol is brought up so much in this movie. Because I guess it was a really bad drug. Well, I don't think it's a real no. drug. Um, I think there, if this was a real like case, I don't think that the real drug would have been big. brought up just yeah. for like slander reasons. Right. So Laura Lenny goes to the priest and starts talking to him about the case. He tells her, or he starts asking her if she's been experiencing any dark stuff because she is going to get wrapped up in this evil fight. Um, and she's like, well, I don't believe in that. And he said, demons exist whether you believe them or not. What do you think about that? Sounds fair. I think that's a good argument for whatever. Like, even if it's not, like, biblical. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, people suffer demon shit all the time. Like, negative thoughts or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like, those are, like, demons in a way. But I'm wondering, like, you know how, like, how we say, like, how he said, okay, he says, they believe they exist whether you believe it or not. For somebody who, say, is super religious and believe it, do they just manifest it? You know what I mean? Yeah, um... Or does it show itself to them because they believe in it? <coughs> Well, but I don't think they manifest it, like, all fucking willy-nilly, like, oh, they don't think I'm pretty. It's demons. I think they manifest it when, like, something like this is, like, some woman is borderline possessed or whatever you want to call it. And it's like, oh, shit, she is possessed by the devil. The Bobby Boucher, she's a devil. <laughs> Fruzabalk is the devil. Yes. So I think that's kind of a, 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 a different, like, mindset in a way. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm curious about the whole thing. I just think it's interesting. Yeah. No. It's I, crazy. I, yeah. I, I agree. So Emily Rose believes that she gets possessed at, in the actual hospital. Mm-hmm. That she can't, like, fight it or whatever. Yeah. In there. I guess because she's on medicine? Uh, yeah, I don't because know. it dilutes her other senses, right. I think, is the explanation. 
And when she gets out of the hospital, she's back in school. And then we have the classic classroom scene, which happens in very many horror movies. Classroom scene. Nightmare on Elm Street. Hereditary. Yeah, we got it. There's tons of them. I mean. You got it. Why do they always bring that into movies? It's, it is, I guess, a like, scary thing. Because it's the most, like, Vulnerable. relatable thing. It's the most relatable thing. Yeah. Like, everyone has been in the classroom and just either, like, fell asleep or dozed off or, like, something. Like, yeah. Oh, were you Where born you're so- oh. <laughs> Where you're, like, zoned out or whatever. Yeah, sure. Like you were just now. <laughs> just mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. At this point, she runs out of the classroom because she sees a fucking guy with his eyes oozing gunk or yeah. blood, uh, if you will. And as we all know, that's not normal. <laughs> so then she starts running around, starts seeing people looking like demons, which is very devil's advocate-y looking. Mm-hmm. Um, she runs to a church, and I guess it's on campus? Is it on campus? I don't know. There's some old people there. Fuck if I know. She runs in, screams at them, they run out. So she's alone, cursing the Lord Jesus. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Her boyfriend comes in mm-hmm. and is like, hey, what's going on with you? And she's like, don't touch me. Or what did she say? Don't touch me, right? Don't touch me. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit. And then she, like, comes to and is like, please don't leave me. And he says he never left her side after that mm-hmm. moment. Then we find out Laura Linney, we knew how she had gotten off this guy from a murder conviction. Yeah. Then she watches the news and turns out he kills two more people and she is distraught. Destroyed. And that's pretty scary. Well, she was just doing her job. Well, but... But that's the reason people hate lawyers, right? Like, their their whole thing is like... Defending the Beyond a reasonable doubt. Like, you know, if you have a doubt that this person did it, then... Okay, like that's their whole deal. At the end of the day, it's the jury. You gotta so, go about so what the, you So the jury is the bad guy. They're at fault. <laughs> so it's not like the. So it's not like the lawyer, like. I think trying to seek like reason, like reasonable doubt, is the thing. I. If the lawyer is playing playing shady, but games. <laughs> Whoa, 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 but that's not the, the, that's not the point, though. Like, the lawyer, so, like, you know, like, a public defendant is there to defend their client, Mm -hmm. and they're trying to prove that, or they're not even trying to prove that they didn't do it, but they're trying to prove that it's basically not their fault in 100%, way. like, they're trying to prove that... Reasonable doubt. Yeah, reasonable doubt. I know. At the end of the day, I don't always blame the lawyer for... Unless they're being deceptive, like, in a... Because in this movie, she's not really trying to be deceptive. She's just trying to get a better sentence for her client. She's not thinking, like... She really... She's sad because he killed people, but she... Because she maybe believed that he was partly innocent. Like, I don't always... Lawyers have sometimes a shitty spot to be in, is what I mean. Most times. And it's not always their fault that people get off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a lot of times, it it comes into the hands of the jury. Yeah. And that's just all I'm saying. Okay. 
in this movie, she is sad that he kills other people and is like, holy shit, what did I do? Mm-hmm. And is blaming herself. And that's why she's taking this super special interest mm. in the father. I met, can you imagine being in jail and being haunted? Oh, that's a wor- Like, it's bad enough being <laughs> in jail. I don't need, like, a fucking specter on my goddamn ass being like, ooh, Horatio, ooh. Uh, I don't need that. Yeah, the poor priest. Uh, don't need it. He's in jail, and he's getting haunted, which sucks big balls. We find out that in the exorcism that Father Moore did request his friend, a doctor to, or a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. to be in the exorcism with them to kind of monitor her. Um, so Laura Linney goes, tracks him down, talks to him, and he's like saying, like, he basically believed that she was possessed and that yeah. he, he had never been so scared in his life. He started praying again. He started, I guess, believing in God again or what have you. <laughs> um, so that's pretty scary. Um, yeah. And then we hit 3 a.m. again, and uh, I say it's a 3 a.m. spook show <laughs> where the tape recorder starts playing by itself. Oh, that is pretty creepy. Yeah. Yeah, she wakes up to, like, hearing the... Oh, yeah, the doctor gives Laura Linney a tape recorder, which was taped during the exorcism. Mm-hmm. And she takes it home, she's waking up at 3 a.m., and it starts playing by like itself. Like, autoplay. Like- and it is Emily LaRose going... Like, you know. Oh, I know. Usually, <laughs> I'll set my podcast on, like, a sleep timer, and it'll be like, oh, uh, turn off in, in in 30 minutes, or an hour, or when the episode ends. But this thing is like, hey, I'm going to keep you awake and terrified for the next three hours. Yeah. Uh, thanks, mine. If, if I woke up to that, I would, like, shit my pants. Yeah. You know what? That's that's where the term shit the bed comes from. <laughs> I want to get to the part where we bring in the exorcist expert. Okay. So this lady um, does has done all this research yes. on exorcisms. Um, she's super smart. Um, and she is a... Who is she? Just an exorcist expert? <laughs> I guess that's what she is. Um, but she believes it that... It goes a bit beyond that. She's an expert on... Like, cultural... Like... <sighs> possessions around the world. Yeah, like, the believability of the... Like, it's basically, like, um... The, the, the truthfulness of, like, exorcisms that have been experienced around the world in different cultures. Yeah. That kind of thing. And what she says on the stand is that she believes that Emily Rose was hypersensitive. Yep. And she also says that her belief is that when she was started taking the Gambitrol medicine, that it locked her into the possession state, which means that when she was trying to get the exorcism, that it wouldn't work because she was mentally, her brain was mentally locked in Mm -hmm. to the possession state. And if she wasn't on that medicine she could receive the exorcism her brain would think that she was free of it and she could move on with her life but it she's stuck there what do you think about that that's pretty interesting that's very good because I like that because it's like a reality based thing on 
like Brain what you think. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, because you've seen, I've seen clips online where like people really think they're possessed mm-hmm. and they are getting exercised and it's just like a lot of, you know, yelling and screaming. And I really feel like it's always just literally a mental issue. That sure. Yeah. A lot of it. We all have... Nine times out of ten, yeah. I think it's just the fact that we all have horrible thoughts. You're not weird if you have them. And it's so... It's a very common thing, but some people who are super religious don't understand that it is a common thing. Well, and the whole argument of many people didn't do this before, like, let's say, The Exorcist. You know, like, there's so many, like, cases of stuff that, that didn't happen before The Exorcist came out, and then, like, after The Exorcist came out... Like, they so many people, minds. like, yeah, no, well, no, not lost their minds, but they, like, emulated what happened in the movie. They started believing. Yeah, that, and they started believing that is what happened, and it's like, well, no, you're just, you're, you're, you're subconscious or, like, whatever is emulating what you've seen in pop culture or right. whatever. Like, right. you know, like... It's like seeing a scary movie and then you go to bed having visions of the scary movie. Yeah. And... You can't get it out of your mind. Yeah. Whatever. And, but... Can't get you out of my mind. Kylie Minogue shit. Most rational people will be able to know that it's just a movie. Uh, mm. But some people will take it into, like, oh, almost... Yeah, well, most rational people will be able to, like, tell their, like, quote-unquote delusional friend is, like, yeah, this is from that movie or whatever. Yeah, like, you know, like... You, the the suspension of disbelief in a way. I just think people. I, 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 maybe there are real life possession cases. I, we don't I, know. I've heard of some, but like a lot of them in like third world countries. countries yes. Yeah, yeah. Where like our bullshit doesn't hit them. Yeah, and, it's and weird. That makes it more real. I feel for. People who are so brought up in a religious household sure. that they believe that any bad thoughts they have are the devil trying to get in their brain. When this is a common thing, it's like what is it called when you hold the baby and you think about dropping it because that's just what your brain mm, does. Yeah, yeah. Work it's, for it, uh, when you're in line at the bank and you think about taking the the security guard like, guy's gun, there's always like that. There is intrusive that. thought, yeah. and it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean you're possessed. It just means that everybody has these weird thoughts when you're never going to do it. And and if people do do it, then they're just criminals. <laughs> or mentally unstable. I don't know. Fair enough, yeah. But, but I, I hate that the fact that religious people have warped their children into thinking that it's just the devil possessing them. Yeah. When that's not always the case. And I feel like this could be it that situation this in real life. This could be that it situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she was doing all these crazy things and know what was happening to her body and assumed it was a devil. Yeah. Because her family was super devout yeah. Catholic. Mm-hmm. Why does Emily Rose have a creepy doll in her possession? <laughs> Just to make this seem creepier. Is that the only like? <laughs> That's I was what like, I think. Why is that doll there? That doll is fucking creepy. When they start first start doing the possession, <laughs> Emily Rose is sitting in bed with this creepy ass, like not a porcelain. Is it a porcelain doll? No, it's just, hey, 
it's a creepy doll. A it might doll. be porcelain. What I don't care what it's made out of. It's creepy AF. It's super creepy, and she looks creepy too. Yeah, and then we get the cross turning upside down, which mm-hmm. I put in my notes as amateur. <laughs> amateur hour. I'm like, look, the exorcist did it like 30 years ago. <laughs> Up your games, mm. motherfuckers. Um, Emily speaks in German. Mm-hmm. Priest asks demon's name. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then we get to the fact that it's Halloween and they're like, Hey, Emily, what's up on Halloween? It's like, no, that's a worst day to do anything. Why would you, like... Do it on Halloween? Why would you do it on Halloween? Maybe because the spirits are more alive on Halloween. Oh, is your name Glenn Danzig? (laughs) Do you want to do it on Halloween? Die, 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 my darling. Is that that? Yeah. (laughs) I want your skull. She needs... Mother. (laughs) (laughs) What's the uh, type of negative song? Block. Block, 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 number one. She knows black. (laughs) Black, number one. Teenage goth songs. Man, we need a new podcast about that. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, Emily... Emily keeps repeating. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three. He keeps asking her, what... Who is inside of you? And she says, one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. And what do you think that is? I mean, I guess that's the devil. Six, six, six. Motherfucker. She keeps counting up to six. But then she starts calling off names. So, I'm assuming he's saying that he invaded six... People, he's like, I am. I was in Kane. I was in. Who were the other people? Um, he starts naming off all these like people in um, the Bible, and sure. I guess he invaded all these people. Yeah, Emily was just like, "That's not my name. <laughs> That's not my name." And then at the end, he's like, "I am Lucifer." The doctor on site starts like taking her pulse, and he's like, "It's super high." And he and then he gets fucking hit in the face by fucking Emily. Come. What a batch. Um, and he kind of, yeah, he's hurt. They go through the whole scene of her being exercised, and she and they don't really resolve anything. Nope. <laughs> um, Let she me just you, runs away. Nothing in this movie is resolved. No, it's not resolved because she ends up running away. The father ends hmm. up giving. Laura Linney, a letter from Emily Rose, and it's basically saying, like, how she saw the Virgin Mary out in the field, and she gave her the option of coming to heaven or staying in her body and fighting, and she chose to stay and suffer. And this is why they believe she is a saint. Is that all it takes to be a saint? (laughs) And then they say that... (laughs) And then they say, like, that she also gets a stigmata, but then the prosecutor is like, the only reason why she had those marks on her hands is because there's a barbed wire fence, and her hands were on it. So, like, they're always fighting back at a situation, like, no, this is the reason these things are happening. Well, but that's always the argument against, like, faith, isn't it? Yeah. But, like, 
you know, it's like, oh, this is explained through this way. Like, you know, like, we'll take that more than we will, like, the supernatural. Yeah. I, I, I would think. Yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, it's hard to believe a lot, like... It's hard to believe religious a stuff. A lot of this stuff. But I will say, like, Laura Linney's, like, fucking defense in this fucking movie is, like... Hardcore? Pretty great. Like, even She's if like, you... this is what they believe. Yeah. And she... This is what she wanted. Like, it's like the father didn't intentionally try to harm her. No, he didn't. This is... They believe they were trying to help her. And that, that, that goes a long way in, like... A, a a good defense, but if she was in the hands of a doctor, would she have died another way? Is what I'm wondering. I mean, it sounds like she would have. She would have just died some other way. Yeah, I think so. Like they try to help her as best they could. Like they're like, look, I'm not putting anyone at fault for her death. Like it's like all. Well, when you that's in the true story. I do kind of fault them, but it's but it is in the seventies. Well, because the medicine was like scrambling yeah. her brain or what or whatever yeah. like that defense was. It, it's a pretty rough story, but um, in this movie, uh-huh. <laughs> it's hard to fault him. Okay, because he did, he was trying to help her. He yeah. wasn't malicious intent, right? Yeah. One part that bothered me is that. When they're in the courtroom, they're swearing on the Bible, yet they don't want to believe what the priest is saying. It's like, swear on this Bible that you're... And then they're like, oh, but we don't believe you, priest. It's like, it's the same bullshit. Well, so, you know, you know anyone that's sworn into, like, presidency or They whatever? all swear on the Bible, I know. Well, they do, but you know you can swear on any book? Oh, really? Yeah, you don't, you can swear, like, on the Satan Bible, like... You can swear in on any book that you believe in. It doesn't have to be the Bible. Like, it has to be to your beliefs. Like Twilight. Yes. Uh, Stephanie Meyer's <laughs> Twilight. You can, you can like... Choose what you want. Yeah. Like, whatever like, you like believe in. Yes. Okay. Like, it's not... But it's always the Bible in this... In, most... In yeah. America. I'm just saying. America. But I'm just saying, like... The one person you should be believing in swearing on the Bible is the fucking priest... Why would he lie? I agree with that 100%. You know what I mean? Like, if I were to swear on the Bible, don't believe me. No, don't believe me at all. Like, look, you know what? You want... I mean, never mind, unless I'm in court. (laughs) You want me to swear in on a book? I will swear in on... X-Men number one by Jim Lee, 1991. Triple gatefold cover. Thank you. So they end up saying the jury ends up finding him, the father Moore, guilty of negligent homicide. Mm-hmm. But they recommend time served. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also that he should never do another exorcism. <laughs> I mean, Pat, I I feel like most people that do exorcisms. Don't go for a fucking second rant. Like, I've seen The Exorcist. That fucking took a lot out of them. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yes. Queen. They seem very intense. We should look up exorcisms. Oh, that's 
Uh, on the YouTubes. Go ahead and do that and report back to me no. next episode. Because I've seen like amateur ones on like Those regular TV, dumb. like uh, like when they're like like doing like a report on them for some news thing, and it's always just like a lady on the floor going, ah, 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 and then they're like, "Get the name out of you!" And he, she's like, ah, 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 and, "Oh, I'm good now." Like it's so stupid. It's so fake. 100%. Like, I want a real lady with her head spinning around her head. Her head spinning around her <laughs> Her head spinning around, her bones okay. twisting mm-hmm. and contorting and breaking on by themselves. Like, if I saw that, I would be a believer. Like, I would not doubt exorcisms at all. I don't... Really? I don't know if it's, like, movies or what the fuck. I I believe that people that believe Ah. they're possessed... Yes, go ahead and do it. And if it makes you feel better, by all means. And if it makes you believe that you... It makes you feel better. That's that's basically what they're doing. I'm having bad thoughts. Okay, exercise me. And then they exercise them, and and then they feel better. Fine. If that's what makes you have a spiritual awakening or what have you, fine. Mm-hmm. And that can be done in many forms with all religions. I'm just saying. A fucking devil or a demon infiltrating a body, I don't believe that I would ever see that. Or we'd ever have that captured on film. Or where we could actually think that, yes, that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I get it. Oh, man, <laughs> Fucking drop the mic. Do you want to bring up anything else from this movie? Are you done? I want to say, overall, I think it's a great movie because it really makes you think about what you believe and what you don't. I will say, I'm raising my hand. Yes, sir. You on the back. Yes, thank you. (laughs) This is a very interesting movie in the law process and what counting doesn't count as evidence in the mystical world and I think that's very interesting but also it's not as scary as a racer head <laughs> sorry like there's a few scenes where it's like kind of weird but like Creepy. yeah um oh so the director of this movie yeah all right the director Scott Derrickson did he do Doctor Strange did it there's a few interesting things in this movie. There's a lot of, like... I, I really appreciate, like, when Tom Wilkinson, the priest, is, like, in the shadows. Because he really goes in the... Like, it's, like, either his like, half of his face and then the shadow. Like, I like that a lot. Um, I like the scene, uh, I guess, in the school where uh, Emily was, like, kind of red and the background's kind of green. I really appreciated those moments, but, like... The cinematography, though? Yeah. Yeah, like, but other than that, like, it wasn't that interesting to me, in a way. Was it boring for you? Uh, I'm a little bit, but it was... The problem is it's trying to be too, uh, quote-unquote real. Yeah. Like... Either go full fucking like crazy, Devil. like exorcist in a way, or don't like. Devil or nothing. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I it was fine. There's there's some very good like. Scenes. 
Yeah, there's very good scenes. Well, most of them are like Tom Wilkinson hiding in the shadow, the priest hiding in the shadows, not knowing whether he's good or evil. Like, that's what this movie is trying to be about in a directorial sense. But I don't think it's trying to be that in in the script. Yeah. Like it's it's a weird disconnect in a way. I know what you're saying. Like he Like I, I, I like the Doctor Strange movies movie. Huh? I don't even know what that is. Well it's a uh, Benedict Com it's one of the Marvel movies, so you're the never Loch gonna Loch watch Loster. it. Huh? Benedict what? Cumberbatch. The Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Go on. Um but you know, it's Entertaining enough. I liked it. I, I'm i not saying it's a bad movie. What would you rate this movie overall? One out of five. Two and a half, three. Whoa. Like, I think it's a solid movie. I'm going to go ahead and give it a four. He, it might not be the scariest, but I think it's a good movie. Uh, Here's yeah, there that that's my mm, problem. Let's say I don't think it's a bad movie. Like as a movie, it's probably like a good like four. But as a horror movie, it's like a three, three and a half. Like okay, there's that's not fair. too much horror shit in that's it. Fair. Um, they tried to. Yeah, no, I'm not saying they didn't try to, but it just didn't capture me in a way. I don't know. You're glad you watched it? Yeah, because I think it's a good movie. Okay. And and because I had a, I had recently listened to the podcast on the story of it, and mm-hmm. it made me more interested in watching it again to see. Cool. What podcast was that? Astonishing Legends. Okay. Uh, and it's the episode on? Annalise Michelle. Okay, cool. So, let's go ahead and give... Our recommended drinking game. We gotta go with 3 a.m. Is that a drink situation? That's a shot situation. Really? There's a lot of 3 a.m.s. There's like four or five. I, think. I wanna go with a drink. Okay. And then I wanna go with a shot for Gambutrol. Damn. Oh. I feel like there's more Gambutrol really? than like 3 a.m. I don't know, but... Okay, choose. <laughs> Test your might. Okay. Anytime Fight. we see 3 a.m., take a shot. Anytime you hear Gambi Troll, finish your drink. Mm. And anytime Emily Rose is contorting her body, mm. take a shot. <laughs> oh, you wish you luck. <laughs> Fine journeymen and women. Yeah. That's pretty good. Mandy, what are we doing next week on Face Chuggers? And Face Chuggers next week, we are doing 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, that's right, motherfuckers. John Goodman MVP show. Which I have seen but don't remember, so I'm excited about it. I'm excited about that, too, because I remember a lot of it. Wow. And, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm excited about that. And then in two weeks, meet it's us Carlos's here pick for our Mother's Day episode, which is David Cronenberg's The Brood. Look. Is, it, is it scary? I don't know. Oh, I'm not going to be another, another... Is it going to be another Aries or is it... It's not artsy. It's, it's not as artsy as Aries. I want to be scared. 
It's gonna scare me. What do you want? Did this what movie? Wait, hold on. Did this movie scare you? It's a more creepy movie. Did it scare you? Not scare me, but it's creepy. Is it a creepy movie? Yeah, it's fucking creepy. Am I gonna be creeped out? I think so. Okay. I don't know anything about the movie. That's what I'm saying. Look, David Cronenberg is great. Okay. And it's about his ex-wife in a way. Look, we'll get into it in the episode. Okay. We're gonna watch it, guys. <sighs> we'll meet you back here in two weeks to talk about Cronenberg's The Brood. The Broods. I think. With an S? Mm, brood? Just a brood. <laughs> One brood. Anyway, um, you can find me at <laughs> Zombie Studio on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, maybe where can they you find, can find me? <laughs> on amateur underscore wino on Instagram or uh, Mandy score underscore CJ on Twitter. Or you can find us at Blood Chuggers on Instagram, Twitter. And you can find us on Face Chuggers on Instagram or Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you can rate, like, and subscribe. That would be amazing. That would be so nice. We would love you so much. So nice. Look, if you can, like, give us a five-star review, we'll bring you on the show. Just let us know that you gave us a five-star statement. All right. Who's going to do that? No one. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you for listening. And we will see you in two weeks with The Brood. Guys, Carlos is drunk and mad at me because I'm getting mad because he's drunk. <laughs> would would any pharmaceutical company come on? Come, Carlos. <laughs> would any pharma? <laughs> would any? <laughs>